everybody. Welcome to another special episode of the Mountain Bike Podcast presented by Worldwide Cyclery. Head over to worldwidecyclery.com for all your bike parts and gear needs. It's another bike review episode from the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. It is. Hey, good times. Uh, this time we are going to be reviewing the Santa Cruz Tall Boy and the Pivot 429 Trail. Yeah. Uh, two bikes that are that are high on the on the list of, of suggested bikes to demo for us. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people like pivots, and we saw a ton of pivots. We did see a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. A lot of pivoting going on out there. There was. Yes. Ah. And, aha, uh-huh, yeah, so many jokes with the pivot name. And, uh, yeah, and then I don't think I really saw many bikes under Santa Cruz's awning all week. Ever. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were gone. <laughs> yes, they were. Um, so uh, just to let everybody know, uh, this is the Mountain Bike Podcast. If you're listening to this for the first time— and this is where we talk about mountain bike stuff. We usually just have a weekly episode where we cover a whole broad range of things and then focus in on a specific topic. Ooh, my computer made noise. I apologize, Stephen. Ding. Um, but in this case, we went to Sedona Mountain Bike Festival with the intent of testing bikes yes. and delivering our first impressions of these bikes, but really delivering specific things like basically, uh, you know, what the bike does well what the bike doesn't do well and what the, and what terrain it's best suited and what terrain you could probably make a better choice. Yes. Uh, so we're going to go through that and this case for those two bikes. Um, Steven, we should probably outline a bit of the testing protocol. If you've listened to a previous episode, it's, uh, it's the same, but, yeah. uh, if you haven't listened to a previous one, then we'll go through it. So, uh, go ahead and lay it out for the folks. So we had an eight mile check loop that we spent, we did every bike on the same exact set of trails. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a very good, broad, I guess, terrain types. Yeah. It had everything. It okay. had everything that we wanted in order to say this type of terrain, this type of terrain. I mean, there were so many different yeah. microclimates that yeah. if you want to call it microclimates, that's really what yeah. we did is we had trail microclimates. Yeah, there we go. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it really gave us a broad idea of every characteristic about the bike. And it definitely brought out strong suits of some bikes and it brought out weak points of other bikes. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we could explore pretty much everything. And it started with a road descent, a short one yeah. that let us feel the, the sponginess of the suspension as we, as we scalloped our way down the hill a bit. Yeah. And then and it also then had a road climb and then it went into, like you said, a mixture yeah. of everything thereafter. Yeah. And the good thing about the road parts is that we had some really steep climbing on the roads. We had the, you know, the beginning was dis- was a descent and then we had a general climb at the end coming out, you know, going back to the park. And that really allowed us to take the variables of all trail conditions out of the climbing characteristics of every bike. Yeah. It was so cool. we could really figure out, hey, on asphalt this suspension feels like this, or it does this. So that actually was really helpful for us to have some pavement before we got onto the trails. I'd say that we're geniuses for finding such an amazing check loop, but we lucked lucked out. Yeah. We were like, this looks good. This, yeah. A guy actually just met us in the parking lot and he was a local and he was like, yeah, this is what you sure. This is a cool eight mile loop. And that cool eight mile loop managed to be perfect. It was, uh, yeah. So it was really cool. Kudos to whoever that guy was. I don't remember. He didn't even introduce himself. Great fella. Yeah. So nice guy. Yep. Uh, so in this case, uh, let's run through these bikes and this actually sets the tone for our whole week in Sedona. You rode the bikes that I usually want to ride. Yes. And then I rode the bikes that you would usually want to ride. Exactly. And, uh, so we kind of, we had a freaky Friday situation we going did. on. Yeah. Um, so in this today was, or actually, I guess this episode, I rode both of these bikes. Yes. So, um, I'll be asking you as many questions as I can, but as we've mentioned in previous episodes, 
the whole time during this, we're asking each other these questions to yes. like try to figure out, oh, your dog is on the podcast now. Yes. <laughs> He's right up by the microphone. Yes. He wants attention. He does. Yeah. Um, but in this case, what we did is we would talk to each other nonstop. Yes. And like, if I said something, oh, this bike does this, you would say, what does that mean? Or how? Like we would really probe deeper to try to understand really what the bike is doing to then better relay this to you. Yeah. So, uh, I guess some numbers, I'll lay out the pivot and then you can lay out the Santa Cruz. Sound like a plan. Okay. Okay. So it's a 29, uh, the pivot 49 trail is a 29 inch wheel bike, 120 millimeters of front, hundred millimeters of rear. That sounds very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. That's what I ride every day. Yep. Uh, then a 69.3 degree head tube angle. So a little steeper than what we see with a lot of modern bikes. Yeah. Um, 448 millimeter chainstay length and 330 for the bottom bracket height. So pretty low BB. Yeah. Um, low BB and really long back end. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Steven, how about you go through with the Santa Cruz? So the Tallboy CC, um, it's 29 inch wheeled, mm-hmm. came with a 130 fork. Has 110 mils in the rear. Gotcha. Uh, 68 degree head tube angle, so just a little slacker, and then a fairly short chainstay at 432 mil. Yeah. So it's right in line with average, especially considering it's a 29er. Yep. Um, and then the bottom bracket height is exactly the same. It was at 330. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, like we've mentioned in previous podcasts, and we will mention in future ones, this isn't about the spec choice necessarily on the bikes. Yes. Instead, we're talking about the behavioral characteristics of the bike. Yes. That is influenced certainly by specs, but we aren't going to quibble on such matters. Of right course. Now. Yeah. So, uh, in this case, uh, Steven, when you rode the 429 trail, what did you feel it did well? I thought that in, it, it handled really well in, in tight twisty in that, the, the forested section of terrain that we were riding in, in that trail. Yeah. Um, where very we're typical intrus- mountain bike style trail. Very typical. Yeah. Unless you're like open desert, but yeah, anything, I mean, it was really small saplings. Um, it seemed like it was newer forest, you know, yep. newer pine trees, newer, you know, junipers, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so it was all smaller stuff, but it was, it was fairly tight in a lot of sections. It was, there were spots where you really had to like make the tight turns and it was rolly. It was kind of yeah. up and down and rolly. And, uh, it was a net descent uh, yes. by the time you were done with that section, but it it was a, it was a rolly kind of fun, but tight section. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really liked it's, it's just nimble balanced characteristic in that sort of terrain. Gotcha. So this bike didn't feel like, uh, I mean, when you look at the numbers on this bike, it, it makes sense. Um, if, did it feel like the, I guess when you got into sections on, in terms of descending on not that tight Rudy stuff, did you feel like it did anything else particularly well? Um, you know, honestly, the, the thing is I really felt that, um, the longer chainstays really benefited that bike in, mm. in descents. I felt that it, cu- it made the rear end feel more stable. That's interesting. Cause a lot of, I mean, the race to short chainstays, uh, mm-hmm. luckily it seems to be dying off more, but there were, for a while it was like shorter chainstays, shorter chainstays. Yeah. But that's an interesting point. I mean, with a bike like this, a trail bike, longer chain stays within reason isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. And and that's the weird thing is this thing on descents felt stable with that long rear end, but it didn't feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. It actually felt fairly nimble, just hmm. like it did in the rolly train. Yeah. So that you, was an interesting point to me. Do you think that had to do with the suspension? Like how did the suspension behave underneath you when you were pedaling and climbing on that bike? Uh, pedaling and climbing, it was definitely supportive. The, I guess, um, I felt that with, with climbing, I had traction issues, but I never felt that it was due to the suspension. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I can, because some suspension unloads and loads, and it's so like crazy that you lose traction like that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And so I definitely lost a little bit there, but I, I couldn't quite figure out if it was, you know, suspension unloading or loading, or if it was um, the Ardent tire that was on the back of that bike. Uh, that was the one that had like 40 PSI in the rear tire and yeah. a clogged valve core. <laughs> we even removed the valve core yeah. and the actual valve stem was clogged, so yeah. we couldn't get air out of that rear yeah. tire. So that obviously played a little bit, you know, into I'm that sure as well. A lot, yeah. Um, but the the bike definitely definitely needed the climb switch. You know, you need yep. it needed the lockout to feel you know good on the climbs. Otherwise, it felt like the suspension was really spongy and just way too active. Interesting, yeah. Because some bikes you just don't they're designed kind of to not need that lever. But in this case, it's definitely one where you'd want yeah. one. So is this something like where you would think like having a lockout on the bars would be helpful? Would you need to use it that often? I would say yes, because yeah. the the thing was is also on the technical climbs. I felt that when you were in the climb mode, it amplified my traction issue that I mm. had. So what things, I guess, getting into that, you mentioned that it lost traction on the technical climbs. Uh, how did it behave in gnarlier descents though? Like when things got chunky going downhill, how did it behave there? Was it composed or was it, it seems like it's kind of a lively bike. Yeah. So the weird thing about this bike was I felt that, um, first of all, the pivots in general that I rode, I felt all of them had way too much stack height. If you look at the head tube on all of those bikes, they were way too tall. Yeah. So I felt that even by slamming it down, I was still, I needed another 20 mils to get more weight off the back of the bike and on the front of the bike. Gotcha. So to in, make the front end feel more like confidence inspired. Exactly. Because I felt like the front end didn't want to do what the rear end was letting me do. Gotcha. That so I was sense. always, I was always at a point at a tipping point in balance where if I was at a certain position riding aggressively, I felt that the front end didn't want to go where I wanted the, it to go. If I put any more weight over the front end, it then just, it seemed overcome with traction. And so there was, there was no, mm. there was not enough balance there. I felt front to back and I couldn't weigh that out back and forth by just moving my position on the bike. That makes sense. It's, it's kind of a bike that like... <clears throat> So if from listening to this, it sounds like if you're riding this bike, or actually, let me ask a question first. Yeah. This ledgy terrain that the Southwest has that we were riding on in, in a lot of scenarios mm -hmm. where you kind of had to like hop up stuff. Yeah. When you pushed into it. It gave it all back. It did. Yes, absolutely. And did it feel like, um, did it feel like it was a stable bike though? Did it feel like it dropped down into the stroke and was kind of wallowy or did you feel like it rested no, high? No, you definitely rested high. Um, mm -hmm. it gave back what you put into it. And I definitely know that, you know, other than the tire itself, I felt in open mode, it climbed technical stuff very well, hmm. but you did have to work a little bit because the suspension was so active. Gotcha. So if you lock the suspension, it would now get up things easier, but then it amplified that traction loss mm. issue. So you're kind of, you know, it, and at this point, I can't, I can't say that it's the bike. I have to say right. that part of it has to do with that tire. How about momentum when you're climbing up like chunky terrain? Like, uh, I shouldn't say like big ledges, but like small ones that are constantly interrupting the tires, so yeah. to speak. How did it do with that? Did it maintain it, momentum? Well? It wasn't terrible, but I definitely felt, I definitely felt the front tire when the front hit something, it would definitely lose momentum easy. Gotcha. And, and that makes sense I'm going to attribute that to the 69.3 degree head tube angle. Yeah. That could make sense. And you see bikes getting more and more slack in yeah. that direction. Yeah. Um, in the back end, did it feel like it would just like kind of soak that up? Or do you feel like it would do the thing where you hit a bump? I'm sure people listening to this can, can, th this resonates with you. 
when you hit a bump and the suspension decides, oh, I'm going to pause here and then I'm going to lift you up and then you're going to go over it rather no. than just soaking it up. No, it's de it definitely soaked up more than anything. Good. Yeah. Because that's a super good, I think that's a characteristic that more people need to look for in trail bikes like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Is a bike that can like soak something up like that because- if you're going to spend all day on the bike or go on long rides or anything else like that, you really don't want that inefficiency. It's a total pain. So, um, interesting. Is there anything else that you would add about this bike, about the pivot before we go into the Santa Cruz? No. So how, let's just get straight into the asking, how is the Santa Cruz different? The tall boy, how is it different than the pivot? Honestly, the, the technical climbing in wide open and mm -hmm. the suspension wide open was amazing. The hmm. thing, the thing climbed anything rock ledges. Um, that was actually one of the first bikes that I tried that in the very first part of the climb up to teacup trail. Yeah. There's a little kind of a crevasse that you can go up. That's like a 36 inch yeah. little climb up. Yeah. And you know, there was only a couple times I even tried to get up it on the tall boy. That was actually the first time I tried it. And I kind of, I made it, you know, like 75% of the way. Yeah. Um, and I just felt super good on any climbing, no matter how technical it was. I felt like that thing just carried all the momentum, went right up and over everything. The VTT suspension I vastly improved over. Cause it used to have a fair amount of pedal kickback. And when you'd hit like a root or a bump, when you're climbing, it was kind of like, eh? And yeah. it paused you, but you feel like since they moved that link, yeah. it's much better, huh? Absolutely. Interesting. Um, yeah. so, uh, how did it do when we're talking about descending, this is a bike with 110 millimeters of rear travel and 130 in the front. So yeah. all things considered there, it's not like it's a monster truck or something, Yeah. but how did it do descending? Like we had that Rocky waterfall shoot. It, was it well-mannered there? It was well-mannered. I feel that, you know, there was a couple spots where this, where when you get really technical, it was too much for this bike. Mm -hmm. You know, bike handling skills helped, you know, so like someone like you and me riding it, we can right. definitely push it through those, but not something I would pick the bike for at all. Okay. Um, the thing is on, we did the trail that we did jump line. Yes. This bike was fun to go, you know, <laughs> off all the little jumps, pop through the corners, just everything that was just super fast and just fun descending. Yeah. This bike actually handled really well. Huh. It definitely gets outgunned when things get technical. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I noticed is, um, I actually don't know what else I was going to say there. So we're just going to continue on. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, this bike is one that I feel like if people are going to buy it for trails, because that's really what it is, just trail riding rather yes. than, and what I say with trails, I mean, rather than, you know, doing shuttle runs or anything yeah. else like that, or doing an XC race, yeah. right? Do you feel like this bike has more XC tendencies or more shuttle bro enduro? No, tendencies? way more XC. So is this a bike that you feel like you could ride in an XC race? Almost. Yeah. As far as, uh, especially for climbing. Yeah. Absolutely. Because in an XC race, typically climbing is where you're going to make or lose most of your time anyway. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's descent capabilities are, you know, definitely at least number two in, mm -hmm. in the hierarchy of things that you're going to look for in an XC bike. Um, but I felt that this bike was very well-rounded for all of that. So it was definitely more XC, but it still had that little bit of extra party in it that it could just handle a little bit more than normal. If this bike, so if the pivot, the pivot sat pretty high in its travel when mm -hmm. you were pedaling along, yeah. did this bike do the same thing? Did it sit high? I actually felt the one thing that I did notice the whole time, and, and normally I would feel like this is a bad thing, but mm -hmm. 
it didn't feel terrible on this bike because I definitely felt that I was sitting up on top of this bike. Okay. So I felt that I was really high in the suspension travel, but it was super supportive. Okay. Um, being a hundred mils of travel, you know, 110, it's yeah. not, um, I guess this bike, you know, really needs to sit high in the travel. Right. Um, and I think I was sitting at 25% sag. So not 30 or anything like that. Yeah, not like 30. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely felt more on top of this bike. And that didn't give you bad handling, do you think? It did didn't it? give me a lot of negative feedback anywhere other than when it got really technical in the descent, the waterfall um, yes. section that we were talking about. I felt a little overgunned in there. Yeah. That was overcome with a little bit of speed and some bike handling skill, and it was fine. Huh. Interesting stuff. So the, I, I also really wanted to test out the reserve carbon wheels on the gnarly stuff, too, to see how much they could handle. And those are good. They were very good. We talked about those on a previous episode. Yeah. Um, so this, I feel like these two bikes, uh, so if you are a person that is looking, you're just an average trail rider, these two bikes are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to really quibble. If you're going to be doing something that maybe is a bit gnarlier in terms of terrain, maybe you're a little better suited on the tall boy than you would be on the 429, would you say? I would say may, just, it would be a tiny bit. Yeah. 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 If you're, but that said, if you're a beginner rider, uh, looking for a bike that can, that, that, that pedals efficiently and then stays reasonably composed for what it is, then that four, two, nine with those longer chain stays, uh, has some pretty good manners with it too. Yeah. But um, I felt that the, I did feel that the tall boy was, a, had a little bit better balance front to back that balance that I felt lacking mm -hmm. super stable, you know, rear end on the four, two, nine with that steep head tube angle. Yep. I felt was a mismatch. And I felt that the tall boy itself was just very matched front to back. Awesome. Anything else that you would add on for these two bikes? Honestly, no. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, that covers it for this week's MTB podcast episode presented by Worldwide Cyclery. Remember, go to worldwidecyclery.com whenever you need bike parts, gear, advice on that sort of thing. We'll talk to you all in the next one. Have a nice evening. Hey guys, Jonathan here. Just wanted to thank you again for listening and let you know that if you like the song that you're hearing now and the one that you heard in the intro, it comes from Wave Riders Entertainment, my good friend Tommy Walter. Check it out if you're looking for more beats like this or some awesome tracks to listen to. We'll talk to you next week.